0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
1: Now, you know when you see posh parents trying to force-feed their child baby chinos, or what I called in my day milk, and they're all stressed out, trying to entertain Cotado or Latte or whatever it is they call their kids, and they're having a really hard time with it, well, I tell you what, I look at that parent and I think, hon, you have brought that upon yourself, giving your child unhealthy expectations about the world. And that, my friends, that is why all posh people are nobeds because they were given baby chinos as a child. True fact.
2: Turn, after the tone, after the tone. leave your message after the
3: tone.
1: She <laughs> oh, hello. Yeah, it's me. It's your old friend. Actually, that's a lie. I'm not your friend. I'm sorry. I, you know, let's start as we mean to go on. I'm just sort of saying that to come across as a warm, rounded human being, and we all know that's not true. Uh, hello, my name is Steel Scotty. <laughs> For some reason, I've decided to say yes, 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 to yet another three months of my life listening to you, the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm going to be sat here in this one position until spring, at which point you can get your joy from, I don't know, bunny rabbits and baby lambs, which, come on, let's tell the truth. They're not going to reach adult life in our pursuit of protein, are they? (laughs) (laughs) Is that the cheery upbeat start to season six that you were hoping for? If so, good, you're in the right place. If you are new round here, welcome. Welcome to the world's biggest overshare, where mentors and weirdos sort of come together for a bit of a laugh, a cry, a gossip, (laughs) and then some. How it works is punters leave messages for me on the After the Tone burner phone, and I respond to them live, because the producers have whittled down the mailbox on my behalf Many thanks. And um, honestly, what you're about to hear is my immediate response to your nonsense. Sometimes you might hear this place referred to as a pub or a community centre. Sometimes people will say they're LTL FTCs. Listen, if that doesn't make any sense, don't worry, it doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense, okay? Stop trying to make this make sense. If you're new here, that is my introduction. <laughs> Um, Now, uh, importantly, if you do hear something that you want to respond to or you've got something to get off your chest, fucking hold your horses, all right? (laughs) Stop asking me for the number. The number's going to come up at the end of the show. Just have a bit of patience, all right? Or I tell you what, why don't you just fucking Google it because you'll find it on the internet. Why do I have to keep on fucking telling you week in, week out, the same fucking number over and over again? Good. <laughs> so that's all the things on the notice board done. How am I? Oh, nobody asked, actually. Nobody gives a shit about what I've been doing over the last three months where we've been off air. I could be dead for all you know. Well, I'm not, because I'm clearly talking to you. Or who knows? This could be this could be somebody pretending. This could be producer Debbie pretending to be me. Oh, this could be a deep fake. You wouldn't know, which feels like a good moment to say <laughs> producer Deb... <laughs> load up the mailbox and dare I say let's see what season six has in store for us
2: hello everyone hello Scotty producer Deb Tim Maya Kat and everyone at the pub just sort of sitting here having a little procrastinate at work and a cup of tea and I am so excited for the new series to come back I think a well-deserved well-earned break Although I'm sure there was some work involved in it too. But I literally can't wait to hear what everyone's been up to. Like, how are you all? How have you been? Yeah, hope you're doing all right, really. See you in the pub soon. Bye. Uh, uh, mm. (laughs) Sorry,
1: it sounded like I was about to die there, (laughs) didn't it? I was stifling a burp. Could you believe I was doing such a thing? Stifling. I think they call it growth. Season six, I'm going to try not to burp as much as I have done in previous years. Now, who are you? How dare you come in here, running around. Hello, how are you? Very overfamiliar. I don't think you've introduced yourself before. Imagine if I opened the door. You opened your door, actually. That's how this analogy is going to work. That's me knocking on your door. I know you can tell I'm theatrical because I just find things around me in which I can create an audio picture. You're welcome. It's quite a big door, and I say um, hello, and I come in, and I go, "How's your mum? And how's your friend? And how's your cousin?" You'd be like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> so who are you? Procrastination. That song wasn't even called that, was it? It was called Fascination. That song that just kind of kept on and then fascination, fascination. If you were old enough to be there, then why weren't you taking ketamine? Anyway, I'm procrastinating. I'm um, I'm doing something. Can't remember what I'm doing. Oh, this is a podcast. Hello, um, uh, who am I? Procrastinating. That's all right. Don't fucking do a big word to qualify it. It's just. It's just sitting on your arse, do you know what I mean? And if it was a sport, I'd do quite well at it, actually. So, yeah, it's uh, whoever you are. This was a very long winded way of saying, Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, we've been quite busy. We've got some good news coming up in a few months, but I can't tell you it now. Ooh, exciting. Oh, I'm going to again. <clears throat> oh, God. I just had a bit of crumpet. Steady. Steady. I just had a bit of crumpet with a bit of. um. Let's call it Biscuit Spread, because they're not paying us to advertise. And I tell you what, it's the most delightful thing I've ever done. Anyway, that's it. The end.
4: Hi, Scotty. Uh, Northerner here. How can you hate gravy? What about your Sunday dinner? It has to have some moisture on it. Like, about when you your chicken and your Yorkshire puddings? Your roasties? You know, they need a, a firm cover and a gravy. And gravy's so versatile. You know, toad in the hole, gravy. Shepherd's pie, gravy. Chips and sausages, gravy. I don't understand. Is all your food dry? Do you have any condiments? I'm just shocked. I always thought you'd like gravy. I don't understand. Maybe it's a northern thing. We like our food wet.
1: Sorry, so I'm just reading a transcript here from Producer Deb because I didn't have a fucking clue what this northerner was on about. <laughs> satin about the mines. satin about gravy. <laughs> Hello, person. I think you might be new around these parts. Have you got a wonderful turn of phrase? I mean, just the way you talk. Very lovely. Uh, nice to meet you. Again, no one's fucking saying the names. I'm going to call you Gravy Boat Boatface. That's who you are now. There you go. Now... I know this is controversial, and I don't mind being fucking controversial, all right, but gravy is essentially soup that people pour onto their food. Why would you want to pour soup onto chips? Why would you pour soup onto a Sunday roast? Why would you think, oh, I tell you what, this beautiful, lovely, moist lamb that I've previously referred to in the intro I'm going to put some hot soup over it. I think northerners like their food to be floating. And I think it's weird. It's just too weird. I know this is going to be controversial. I know there's going to be fucking letters of complaint. But bit of mayo, bit of ketchup, fine. bit of mustard. Oh, yeah. Which version? Yeah, I can be exotic. I can have Dijon. Mmm, Yeah. I'm not afraid of things. Don't let my gravy adversity. And also as well, I don't mind a bit of gravy. Okay? Just a little bit. Not on my potatoes, because I don't understand why you spend fucking an hour roasting a potato to make it dry and crispy, to then make it fucking soggy. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So make it make sense, and I'll get on board. But until that moment, I think you're all fucking weird.
5: Hi, it's Scotty. How you doing? How was your break? How's everyone else? You had a nice time. Um, Faggy Farmer here, calling from the farm, with no animals in the background, apart from maybe a few dogs snoring. So I, over the festive period, as it's known, decided to leave my job, which I'd not liked for a long, long time, but I'd just kind of done it for a long time, this tedious, meaningless job in digital marketing, I'm now in the middle of training, probably will have started, no I'll still be training when this this episode is out, um, to be a teaching assistant at a school for young people who are in care, who've kind of been moved around a lot and it's kind of a kind of final last resort placement type place. So last week I was doing a lot of restraint training and sort of physical defence training as well, which is fun. And then I hopefully I'll be trained to be an actual teacher soonish as well. But yeah, so just really excited and actually quite like and excited about the idea of doing something that I might slightly care about and won't sap my soul through my eyes each and every day while I have to pretend to give a single solitary toss Ah, oh, it's nice. Spent all of January helping out on the farm. Lots of mucking out and stuff. So it's all been beautiful here in gorgeous mid Wales. But love to everyone. Hope everyone's good. Bye. Oh, gorgeous. Faggy Farmer's back. That's a lovely sound to have, isn't
1: it? A bit of familiarity around here whilst other people are just walking in telling me that they're having a cup of tea or talking to me about gravy. It's nice to have a bit of common sense. <laughs> Faggy Farmer. Now couple of questions. You've been, like, rearing all these lambs. How do you feel about when you get your lamb on your plate, you know, when it's dead, and uh, <laughs> and all these people are advocating for covering it up in some, like, shitty pit of gravel that's called Bisto? How do you feel about... Gra- I'd love to know your thoughts on gravy, actually, as a farmer. Also, if you're now training to be a teaching assistant, do we still call you the faggy farmer? Do you get called the... um the puffy teacher <laughs> 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 I'd love to also know if there were any transferable skills there I guess herding young people and sheep oh I don't know well let us know your thoughts on gravy and transferable skills please and do we still call you the faggy farmer Hi
4: Scotty hi to all the team hi to everyone in the room it's Fran here life update guys I've got a boyfriend an actual boyfriend um he's quite a bit older he's Mediterranean and just I don't know you know when you just think your morals are the same I know that sounds really weird but like we're fucking just like no lying and no cheating and not treating me like shit I don't know it's really weird and I will say that comes with its own set of issues because I've always been in awful relationships, you know, like horrible ones and abusive ones and all that jazz. So to have someone that like is nice and supportive and cares, like I had a really shit day at work yesterday and he'd worked a double and was exhausted, still came and met, like was at my house by the time I got home from work just to fucking give me a hug and let me rant and moan about my boss. And then left mine at like quarter to midnight and has to be up at 4am. Like, I don't know. It's just really weird. In saying that, I am incredibly overwhelmed, but good overwhelm. And I'm starting ever so slightly to believe that maybe I deserve some good stuff and some happiness. And maybe possibly I'm not as awful as other people in previous relationships have told me that I am or believed about myself he seems to enjoy my company it's really fucking weird i don't know anyway i know i'm rambling i'm in the bath as scotty would always tell us all i hope everyone's doing some nice softer things for themselves and taking it a bit easy sending lots of love and i'll check in soon when i've caught up bye
0: from here.
1: Oh, it's nice to have new voices, but it is also nice to have, you know, a few of the familiar faces around. You got a
3: boyfriend?
1: Oh my God, I've never been so excited. Now, I love the fact that your boyfriend's from the Mediterranean Sea. Mer person? Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Well, you know. Now I'm thinking, whereabouts in the Mediterranean? So you'll have to let us know. Isn't it interesting how low the bar is? (laughs) we're like, yeah, I've met someone and they're nice. (laughs) And we're all like, oh my god, that's so you've met a nice person because people are completely fucking mental and not us sort of mental like mental mental the other version of mental not like the good mental just the like get out of my fucking way you are ruining my life mental um so the bar is quite low isn't it but I do want to just say back to you, Fran, that somebody meeting you after work to give you a cuddle who considers themselves to be in a relationship with you this is a normal thing and this is very much allowed OK, I don't want to take the sparkle or the shine away from it. But apparently that's what normal relationships are like. And I say apparently and that sort of sounds like I don't have that. So my partners are all going to be like, oh, fuck you. Um, no, but, you know, I, too, have had my fair share of dickheads. Oh, my God. Oh, most of them still listening to this because they're processing their trauma. <laughs> but I think the bar is really low. But do you know what I want to say to you, Fran? I want to give you a Clap. And that's the only clap you'll be getting from me babe because this is good energy for you to be realizing that you do deserve this. We all need to do that. We all need to realize that we deserve more from the world and people. So our expectations are allowed to be high, but you know, the bar is very low when it comes to masculinity, isn't it? And when you were saying there, you were saying about it's nice to meet somebody, you know, who appreciates shit. Excuse me. Excuse me. We've all been here. Appreciating you for a very long time, actually, Hana. Okay, so I think you want to take retract that comment back, actually, because otherwise I'm going to fire.
2: (laughs) Hello there, and good afternoon or afternoon, because you know, don't really know whether it's good or not. Anyway, doing some tidying up. Just found from August 1997 some measurements I took down and labelled up fat chart so i'm measuring like my biceps my thighs my knees my calves shit like that just body measurements um left side is sometimes half a centimeter bigger than the right side just so you know not that you care um the hilarious bit is that i'd written this on some Fredo frog
4: notepaper <laughs>
1: Hello, person. I think you're a new person around here. 1997. It was a good year for it, wasn't it? What was I doing in 97? I think I was starting secondary school. I mean, that ended badly, so let's not go there. Um, <laughs> creating a fat chart of oneself. Well, I think I probably know why you're half a centimetre more on the left side. I'm going to say you have a go at yourself with your left side. <laughs> You know, you're a bit more built on that side, shall we say. I don't know. I'm speculating. Speculating to accumulating. I love a Freddo. (laughs) Actually, my boyfriend said to me yesterday, in all seriousness, in a shop, he goes, you know what they're called? Freddo's in um, Italy. I said, no, I don't know. He said, they're called Alfredo. (laughs) And you know what? It's that sort of daftness that really makes me appreciate a human being. Um... Well, lovely new person, welcome. Feel free to burn all versions of that fat chart. Um, I'm glad it exists, and I'm glad you can look back at it and laugh at it. But it doesn't need to be in your life. We can get rid of that now, okay? Relinquish that, please. Many thanks. Goodbye. Now that... Now that feels like a wonderful time to have a little bit of a breather. Uh, Coming up, the team tell me that Pauline is back and has come to the pub with some visual aids. Oh God, help us. (laughs) There is some non-monogamy chat. Yes, please. And the carer who missed the talent show has a talent and it's not one to be missed or left out. Ooh. Ooh, lovely looking forward to that um, I just mentioned the team there so let's have a little hello to Tim Meyer cat, and of course where would we be without the wonderful producer Deb who coincidentally is currently in the corner of my room aren't you producer Deb she's actually doing four Hail Marys because uh, she got caught interfering with herself um, isn't that right Debbie with a statue of St Bernadette and you're regretting that now aren't you babes <laughs> put her in the corner with some rosary beads god help what she'll do with those now (laughs) listen important message do you listen to us on spotify are you currently listening to this on the spotify's on spotify's you might have noticed there is a spotify bell so you can press that bell so every time that we release an episode you will be notified um but you can also now give us your stars yes you can give podcast star ratings so it doesn't cost you anything so don't be horrible Try and be a nice fucking person for once in your life. Yeah? Help your fat friend out here. So if you're listening to us now on on the podcasts of the Spotify's, all you've got to do is press five stars. If you want to give it any other stars, just don't do it. All right? Just don't. It's just five or nothing. Okay? Because otherwise, I will get a report of where that's come from, and I will go to that geolocation, and I will find you. (laughs)
6: Right. Let's get on with the rest of the show. All right, Scotty Babs, it's me, Pauline, I you the rest of the team and everybody else in the pub. Happy New Year, all the best and all the rest. So, what have I been up to? Well, oh, well got Christmas out of the way, bought my old man uh, one of those uh, light therapy boxy things, you know, they shine the light, you get your vitamin D. Has the bastard used it? Has he, bugger? So that's about 40 quid down the drain. What else is new with me? Oh, I had some lovely new carpets. antique gold. And um, what is it with uh, when you get these straight workmen in? And uh, they know you're of a queer orientation. And they uh, just act like you're an alien, basically. Oh, and they left like a beefy smell up and down my lounge. Don't know what that was about. Now, I've told you before, I've got two jug dogs. And that's a mixture of Jack Russell and Pugs. Now, I've just sent you a cheeky audio-visual for this. So, the one that's caramel-coloured, he's got a face like Orson Welles. And the one that's a black treacle at the back there, that's Daisy. And she's a bit mouthy and a bit chopsy. So, uh, yeah, very lovely. Um, They're not communicating with me today, so I haven't got any psychic messages for you. Hang on. Guys, anything for Scotty? Anything? Lottery number? Grant? Love life. Sorry, Babs. Nothing in the cards yet.
1: Lovely, lovely. Pauline's back from Wolverhampton. (laughs) There you go. That's your theme tune. Now, you know these vitamin D light things, you know, light box, therapy, sad things. It's a fucking con. You know, you could go to Ikea. Other shops sell lights. I know. You get yourself a little cheap desk lamp for nine quid. And I tell you what, just put that on your face just stare at it quite intensely and it does the same thing. You don't need to spend 45 quid on a sad box. I tell you what, if you want a sad box, you want to have had sex with me between the years 2005 and 2010. You're welcome. Now, I'm glad you've had some men in, doing some business, chance to be a fine thing. Do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I like a heterosexual male. Why? Because I like the power that you as a big... I was going to say you as a big fat Mary. I mean, I'm talking about myself. I don't know if you're a fat Mary, Pauline. As one, being a fat Mary, that they are sort of intimidated by you because they're just worried that you, at some point, are going to sort of pounce on them and and try to do some bumming. Little do they know that we all think they smell of beef. (laughs) maybe these this is a callback here Hans. so you brace yourself maybe it's because they're northern and they're all obsessed with fucking gravy that they've left that smell maybe that's the pheromone of the north maybe that's why i'm attracted to northern boys anyway i did receive a picture via producer tim of two dogs i mean this was going to make a great podcast but i can tell you it's possibly the worst photo of somebody's pets ever And I'll tell you why. One, other people's pets, not interested. Do you know when people are like, oh, look at my dog. There's a picture of my dog. I'm like, it's a dog. Now, there are two in this picture. So make of that what you will. And clearly, Pauline hasn't got the light on. So it's taken by Flash. So you you know what that does to a picture as well. And you can't actually see any of the dogs' faces because they're curled up in a ball on a sofa. And it's almost like Pauline has taken a picture where she's just sort of thrown a camera across the room and hoped that at some point a picture would take because it's sort of out of focus, blurry. I can't see two dogs' faces and it's taken by flash. So a photographer, you are not... But also, I don't give a fucking shit about other people's pets. This is not going to start to become... If this, Debbie, becomes a fucking feature on this show where people are calling up and they're all like, look at my pet, and I have to look at pictures of them. What do I look like? Fucking Paul O'Grady? Do I look like I give a shit? Do I look like I'm going to like release a brand of dog food and sell it at Pets at Home? No, okay? So take your fucking pets, take your fucking animals, take your fucking selfies of your fucking animals and fuck right off. Anyway, it was lovely to speak to you, Pauline.
2: (laughs) Hi, After The Tone. Long-time listener. First-time caller. Thanks for everything. I love you all so much. It's just changed my life, I think, having this podcast. And I'm so excited that you're coming back. I'm prompted to call because of a very self-indulgent reason. I have been dumped. And I am a bit devastated about it to be honest. It wasn't a long relationship but one of the reasons it ended was because the other person can't handle non-monogamy and I'm quite new to non-monogamy but I think I can handle it and I just feel sad and it's not what I thought the relationship was going to be. Someone told me that you should mourn like what was going to happen in ahead of you as well as what came before. And I think that's really true here. I'm like self-therapizing myself right now, which is gross, I'll stop it. But I love you guys and thanks for existing, everyone in the pub. Thanks, bye.
1: Oh, lovely. You know what I'm like with an LTL FTC. Oh, I love that. Hello, welcome to the room. Oh and how sweet of you to say how important this podcast is because I actually fucking agree. <laughs> Listen, you said that you were sort of like feeling self-indulgent. You fucking be self-indulgent in a way. I tell you what, relationships are fucking hard work, aren't they? They can be very, very difficult and they can do a lot of things to the mind and the soul and they can make us feel really vulnerable, actually. I think they also, sometimes when relationships break up, they can make me feel really teenage. They can throw me back to a time where I'm feeling so insecure about myself. And constantly, within the end of a relationship, I'll ask myself, what's wrong with me? I do. And I totally understand non-monogamy, as we all know, because I don't fucking stop talking about it. But I really understand what it is to feel unfairly dumped because the other person who sort of willfully came into a scenario where they understood what the parameters were what the rules of engagement shall we say and then they realize at some point it's not right for them i totally get that some people need to go on that journey and work out that it's not right for them but as you as a person who is navigating non-monogamy and trying to do that ethically and then to be told like no this is wrong i can't do it it leaves you with other feelings and other feels I remember lockdown oh god which one lockdown two the sort of one that happened around autumn winter time I had an end of relationship which ended up me getting an email (laughs)
3: when I think about
1: it. Uh, actually, no, getting a phone call in which... Oh, no, it was an email. Was it an email? I hope it's an email because I'd love to read that at some point about how in in our heads we thought, because this will really date it, it was a Shits Creek reference in my head how I thought we were David and Patrick. But actually, this partner was like, I think we were more like the sister and the vet. <laughs> I was just like, so fuming. Absolutely fuming but when I look back at it now I think it's possibly the most entertaining dump story of all time that I was dumped via a shit's Creek analogy yeah do not deny yourself those feels and um, I hope you're feeling a bit softer non-monogamy is very difficult and I'd love to open up that conversation to the room not asking for people to be like okay tell this person how to do it and how they can get over it because actually I don't think that's ever helpful but if you've got experiences of navigating non-monogamy and trying to be ethical and what it is to date, quote unquote, what I like to call a norm. Somebody who is... If you've got any stories or experiences that you want to share about non-monogamy, about your experiences, let's open that conversation up for the room. I'm currently seeing somebody who is monogamous. So we could start talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, me too, hon. Me too. I mean, he's fully aware that he's in a relationship with somebody who is non-monogamous, but our relationship is monogamous. So if you want to learn more about that, I'm more than... We could all sit around and talk about that. But, you know, I don't want to make this about me. <laughs> for once. Anyway, first time caller. Lovely to hear from ya.
7: Hi, Scotty, producer, Deb, Tim, Meyer and Kat. It's Lauren calling from Nam, Melbourne. Yeah, just wanted to say hi, really. I'm fucking excited for first episode I can't wait I've sneakily stalked a few people so I had a massive conversation about non-monogamy with my partner today so that was very emotional and I know a few people in the pub are doing that and have been doing that and um honestly I would love like some advice maybe like if there's like any books to kind of as a couple to start exploring that stuff um good like you know, healthy communication and boundary setting, that would be really cool. Yeah, is anyone planning any sort of road trip or adventure? Because um, I need to live through you all vicariously, because I'm still stuck at home two years later, working from home, living at home, stuck in the home. Home, home, home.
1: Hello, Lauren from Melbourne. Lovely to have you back in the room. Oh, well, I'm glad this is, you know, we're, we're on a non-monogamy tip now. So, you know, let's go with it. And um, first off, you did get all the names right. It is Debbie, Tim Meyer and Kat. You sort of said and Cat in a in a apprehensive way. So I thought, no, I'm going to let you know. You did the right thing. You said hello to everybody in the room. Non-monogamy. Yes, personal opinion here. And other people can shoot me down and argue with me. But I really do not tell people to read books. Do you know why? because I think we can academicise, big word, thank you, non-monogamy, when actually we already know how to do it, okay? Because all you've got to do is talk and be kind. That's literally all it takes. It talks open communication where somebody's able to say, this is how I feel and this is what I need. And the other person says, this is what I feel and this is what I need. And then that tells you the groundwork that needs to be covered for everybody to feel like they are seen and they're heard and their things are met. Actually, I'm going to add another one on here. It takes a little bit of admin. I say it takes a bit of admin. It does take a bit of admin because you want to make sure that everybody's health is considered and, you know, I don't know what types of sex that you like and what types of non-monogamy that you like, but if it is sexual non-monogamy, that comes with a little bit of paperwork about making sure that everybody's health is being considered and everybody's health needs are considered. So I would genuinely say that, like, we do know how to do this. If you know how to be a kind person, if you know how to be... Uh-huh. Oh, I'm burping again. Here we go. That's the tea that I just said. Oh, another one's coming. Uh-uh. I think we genuinely know how to do it. And I think we can look to gurus of non-monogamy because there are a few of them out there. This one bloke is quite phobic, and he's said some like transphobic things in the, in the past. Like, a lot of people like push towards him and like, I'd avoid. There is a good podcast. Oh, look at me, like, quote another podcast like I'm a nice person called Dear Jasmine and that isn't really advice it's about listening to a couple Jasmine Stanley and Ash I don't know Ash's surname that's rude to me isn't it and they're a queer couple and they talk about essentially what's going on in their relationship and they've been going through a bit of a tricky time recently and so I think listening to how other people have their conversations with each other is useful rather than being told this is what you've got to do my one sort of takeaway from non-monogamy is that I always say my partners always laugh at me I always go it's not competition you know if you say to someone oh I love you and they say oh I love you more I'm like no it's not competition because I think that competitive value that um, can often come into relationships I think competitive non-monogamy is to be avoided so you can have these uh, hierarchies which talk about like primary and secondary relationships and I think that just like I think it's just awful you know like you wouldn't go into a room with your friends and go you're my best friend and you're my second best friend and you're my third best friend it's not helpful so um it's not a competition and be kind and say how you feel and allow the other person to be kind and see how they feel those would be my thoughts take away. people have uh, argue with me talk me down tell me that i'm wrong you know what to do numbers coming up at the end of the show joining in on the chat
3: hello scotty hi welcome back crew welcome back everyone and um, i just wanted to because i missed i missed the talent contest and i missed the talent contest due to serious depression and mental health and anxieties the usual affair at christmas anywho so i just wanted to do a little um I am a little song for you in a Cockney style to welcome yous back. One, two, one, two, three, four. Something is a-feeling's coming over me, yeah. These are wondering the most of everything you'll see, yeah. There's no cloud in the sky Got the sun in my eyes And I won't be surprised If it's a dream Ah, Oh, yeah Everything I want the world to be Is now coming true Especially for me And the reasons is clear Because you and me It's the nearest thing to heaven That I've seen Oh, yeah here we go, uh, I'm on uh, top of the world, looking down on creation, and the only explanation I can find uh, is love to the fan, ever since you've been around, i love have put me right on top of the world, top of the world, top of the world, oh yeah, here we go, something in the wind has learned my name. Uh, And my mum's bell's ringing once again. Who would have known the trees have been, the touches and the breeze. Oh, for fuck's sake, she's on the bell again. There's a pleasing sense for happiness for me. Oh, one, two, three. There is only one wish on my mind. Ah, Yeah, we'll go in there. When the day is through, I hope that I will find uh, that tomorrow will be just the same for you and me. And all I need will be mine if you're here. Come on, you bunch of cans, you know the words. Sing along, cos I'm on top of the world looking down on creation. And the only explanation I can find that. Uh, He's the love that i found ever since you've been around. You'll have took me up on top of the world. Come on, girls. Come on, girls. Here we go. One more time, I'm on the way top of the world. Looking down on creation and the only explanation I can find is the love that i got. Ever since you've been around, sing it one more time since we've been around, your love's putting me on top of the world, top of the world, top of the world. What are you doing? What am I doing, ma? What are you doing? I'm singing on top of the world in a Cockney styley.
1: Tell me on which other fucking podcast you can talk about gravy, mental health issues, (laughs) non-monogamy, being dumped, sad lamps, new relationships, (laughs) and cockney knees up. (laughs) Oh girls, it feels good to be back, doesn't it? (laughs) Can I just say to the carer, yes please. Ten points. Commitment to see it the whole way through. Even when your mum's bell's going off and she needs you to do the things that you do for her. The dedication to stick with it. The dedication to be able to keep on singing whilst, like, Fleur Elise is going off on the background on a bell. You are going through to judges' houses, my friend. <laughs> you... Yeah, honestly, excellent work, and it just personifies the whole reason why I love doing this. <laughs> <laughs> What a lovely way to end. Now, that's your introduction. That is, you know, the opening number. So we have got the rest of the season to go where you can jump in. We can see where these conversations go, where they don't, things you want to bring to the table, things you want to say. You might just want to sit there and listen, but we encourage you. It's very easy, you know, to join in. So do you want to join in? Come on, do it. Pick up the blower. Let's have a little bit of a chat. All you've got to do is open up the WhatsApp and send us a little voice note. To this number zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this season. Now, remember, we keep the lights on in this gaff with the help of you lot. Get access to my show notes, gossip, and chat amongst yourself on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash afterthetone. Uh, and maybe you want to say hello to us on Twitter or on the Instagram at after the tone P. Now, before I go, I do want to do a little shout out to Necessity, who are an organisation funding grassroots activism, who have given us a little bit of support this season uh, to get us a new mic and bits and bobs, which is so helpful. So a round of applause over to them. Um, Listen, I will be back next Thursday in your mailbox. Remember, press the bell if you listen to us on Spotify. And, um, you know, we'd like to bring some new people into the circle. So always at the start of the season, we say to you, why not share this with a friend, share it With a pal, put into a WhatsApp chat, encourage some of your mates to come and join the circle because there's enough room for us all, isn't there? Thank you for the giggles, thank you for the laughs. It feels good to be back from me and the team. See you next week, babes. After the Tone is hosted by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, Vice Producer Tim Banno, Assistant Producer Maya Miller-Lewis, Digital Producer Kat Prill. After the Tone is a Debbie's Production production.